0: Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite UtilSat 16A on 11.512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB S2, modulation 8PSK. Audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions.
1: You are listening to the news on Radio Romania International. I am Vlad Palku in the newsroom. Let's look at the top stories. Nearly 3 million preschool and school children start a new school year today. The euro has dropped below 0.99 US dollars for the first time in nearly two decades. And swimmers David Popovich and Bianca Costa have won gold medals at the European World Gym Swimming Championships hosted by Lima, Peru. Nearly 3 million preschool and school children in Romania start a new school year today in over 17,800 schooling units across the country. The 2022-2023 school year will comprise 36 school weeks, broken down in five modules, separated by five mini-holidays. Mid-term exams will no longer be mandatory, while pupils will receive a single annual average instead of two. Several schooling units have unfinished refurbishing works, while others lack fire safety permits. The euro has dropped under 0.99 US dollars for the first time in nearly two decades, while the pound is on the wane after Russia's decision to suspend gas deliveries to Europe via the Nord Stream pipeline have fueled fears over the evolution of energy prices and energy growth, Reuters reports. On the Asian markets, the euro was sold for 0.98 US dollars, the lowest level reported since 2002, while the pound was sold for 1.44 US dollars, a record low in the last two and a half years. Since its introduction in 1999, the euro has been on a par with the US dollar most of the time, The last time the euro dropped below the US dollar was over 1999 2002, when it dropped to a historic low of 0.82 US dollars in October 2000. The Romanian Border Police Inspectorate has announced that nearly 125,000 people went in and out of the country on Sunday. Of these, some 11,500 were Ukrainian nationals, down by 4.73% compared to the previous day. Starting February 10, 2022, some 2.2 million Ukrainians have entered Romania, most of whom were headed to other Western countries. Germany's President Frank-Walter Steinmeier and the Israeli President Isaac Herzog are today attending ceremonies hosted by Munich, marking the 1972 Olympic Games Massacre. On September 5, 1972, members of the Black September Palestinian terrorist group broke into an apartment of the Israeli delegation in the Olympic village, killing two Israeli athletes and taking hostage another nine, in the hope of a prisoner exchange. The intervention of German security forces resulted in all hostages being killed a bloody outcome for which the West German authorities took part of the blame. Five Palestinian terrorists were shot dead and another three were arrested. The Schultz cabinet agreed to earmark 28 million euro in compensations. All the documents of the investigation will be declassified to allow German and Israeli historians to better understand the tragic events President Isaac Herzog expressed hope the decision would help bereaved families finally begin heal from this painful episode of their lives. President Steinmeier admitted it is shameful Germany needed 50 years to be able to compensate the victims' families. Romanian swimmers David Popovic and Bianca Costa on Sunday won gold medals at the World Junior Swimming Championships hosted by Lima, Peru. David Popovic won gold in the 100-metre freestyle event, while Bianca Costa won gold in the women's 50-metre freestyle event. Another Romanian swimmer Vlad Stanku won bronze in the 1500-metre freestyle event. Romania ranked fourth in the final medal standings with four gold medals, two silver medals and two bronze. The gold medals were won by the men's 4x100m freestyle team made up of David Popovic, Alexandru Konstantinescu, Stefan Cosma, and Patrick Sebastian Dino, by David Popovic in the 200m and 100m freestyle events, and finally by Bianca Costa in the 50 meter freestyle event. This summer Romanian swimmers have grabbed excellent results, David Popovic most notably. Popovic won gold in the 100-metre and 200-metre events in both world and European senior competitions. And that was the news.
2: A new school year begins in Romania under a cloud of uncertainty. I'm Cristina Mateescu with this report by Bogdan Matei. Almost 3 million pupils and preschool children went back to school in Romania on Monday, with experts fearing the reopening of schools may trigger a new Covid wave, The Health Ministry has reiterated recommendations regarding wearing face masks in enclosed and busy spaces. Teachers are to identify the sick children and send them to the school's medical room. Parents and teachers must also report each case of contamination with the novel coronavirus to the school management. Doctors recommend washing hands as often as possible and daily disinfection of the surfaces and objects children come into contact with most frequently. The Education Ministry has also introduced some new elements, which have not been welcomed by teachers, pupils and parents. Instead of two semesters, there will now be five teaching modules separated by five holidays. End-of-term tests and term averages for each subject are eliminated, being replaced by an average mark for the entire year in each different subject. According to a new change effective as of this school year, pupils will no longer be expelled, given that it is obligatory in Romania to complete 12 years of school education. Expulsion is only possible in post-high school education, which is optional. Also beginning this year, the average mark for years 5 to 8 will no longer count for high school admission. These are just some of the changes in a package of reforms promoted by Sorin Kampanu, the Liberal Education Minister in the government formed by the Social Democratic Party, the National Liberal Party and the Democratic Union of Ethnic Hungarians in Romania. Campano, who has lasted relatively long in a post held by dozens of ministers in the three decades of post-communism, is vocally criticised by education professionals, from academy members to village teachers and from university rectors to pupils' associations. Petitions calling for his dismissal quickly raised dozens of thousands of signatures. The anger and frustration in the education system are also reflected in the latest survey conducted by World Vision. Two out of three teachers are warning that the curriculum is still overloaded, and school dropout is still a problem that needs to be addressed. Because of poverty, 35% of teenagers lack sufficient basic materials and school books. One in ten parents pull their children from school temporarily or permanently because they can't cope with expenses. Half of teachers say they are discouraged by the parents' lack of involvement in the education of their children. 65% say more money is needed for school labs and spaces hosting sports activities. All of which paints a very depressing picture of the so-called Educated Romania, the programme initiated many years ago by President Klaus Johannes, himself a physics teacher before going into politics.
3: Next in this programme, sports. Hello, this is Daniel Biltz of the Microphone. Playing on their own turf, the Romanian national women's volleyball side secured a 3-1 win against Croatia in a Group A game for the preliminaries of the European Championship of 2023. Croatia had won the first game with the same score. Romania ranks first in the group standings with nine points, followed by Croatia also with nine, Israel with three, and the Faroe Islands with zero points. The first two sides are qualified for the first tournament next year. Romania's next game is a home one against the Faroes on September 7th, while four days later they will be taking on Israel in an away game. Romania's male water polo side lost to Montenegro 13 8 in the playoffs of the European Championships underway in Split, Croatia. Romania will be playing Israel in the semi finals in order to occupy one place between the 9th and the 12th teams in the ranking. Our women's side also lost to Hungary 22 0 and will be up against Slovakia for one of the 9th and 12th positions. Romania's swimmers have triumphantly ended the World Junior Championships in Lima with another gold medal. In the finals of the 50-metre freestyle race, Bianca Costa came first in 25 seconds and 35 hundreds. The other medalists are David Popovic, Vlad Stanku, Patrick Sebastian Dinu, Ștefan Cosma, and Alexandru Konstantinescu. Romania also boasts nine medals, five gold and four silver, at the European Rowing Under-23 Championships held in Heyserwinkel, Belgium. The medalists were the men's coxed four and the women's four, the women's quadruple skulls, the women's and men's eights. The women's coxed four became silver medalists in the aforementioned competition, and so did the men's pair, the men's four, and a women's double skull. Now let's have a look at the results of the ninth leg of Romania's first football league. CS Mioven has obtained a 1-0 win against Sepsis Sf. Gheorghe. Universitatea Cluj ended in a 1-0 draw their game against FCU Craiova, and so did the game pitching UTA Arad against Kindia Târkoviște. FC Voluntar vs Rapid Bucharest ended 0-1, while Petrolul Ploiesti outperformed FC Botoshan 2-1. In the end, we remind you that you can revisit this report on the internet at rri.ro, as well as on Radio Romania International's Facebook profile. Focus on Romania.
2: Let's listen next to the hit of the day, a new song from former child prodigy singer Cleopatra Stratan, called "What Am I Going to Wear." With its humorous lyrics and relaxed, easy-going vibe, the song has already had huge success with the public.
4: Aș combina, îmi vine să le dau foc Inele cu rubină și haine de brand Orice pun pe mine vreau să devină trend Nu, nu-mi combine deloc Am epuizat și ultimul stoc Sper că acum am noroc Oh my God, stop, stop Eu cu ce mă-mbrac N-am niciun răspuns Am tot molo
5: The History
0: Show.
6: Hello and welcome to our regular Walk into the Past with Mika Kocoyo. Constantinion Parhon was a name often uttered in the 20th century in relation to medicine but he was nowhere near as important professionally as you may believe. That is because Parhon was a marking personality of the regime that the USSR installed in Romania after 1945. His professional activity was inversely proportional with his political activity, which was, in fact, what brought him celebrity. He was part of the group that chose to side with the communist regime and take full advantage of that privileged position. Ion Parhon was born on October the 15th, 1874, in Kumpulung Muschel, a town about 170 kilometers northwest of the capital, Bucharest. He studied medicine at Bucharest University, and in 1900, he got his degree as a medical doctor. He worked as a physician in hospitals in Bucharest and in other places in the country, and attended a specialty course in Munich, Germany in 1906. Parhon specialized in affections of the nervous system, and became a professor at the medical school in Yasch, where he taught neurology and psychiatry. In parallel, he started teaching endocrinology at the medical school in Bucharest. In 1928, he was elected as a member by correspondence of the Romanian Academy, becoming a full member in 1939. Parhon became a part of the eugenics movement in Romania between the wars and at some point he actually started supporting the idea of experimenting on mental patients. The communist regime imposed by the Soviets on March the 6th, 1945, completely transformed Romania in less than three years. Trampling on all human rights and freedoms by legislation, the Communist Party delivered the coup de grace to Romanian democracy On December the 30th, 1947, on that day King Michael I was forced to abdicate, and the communists dominated Parliament, who had blatantly falsified the elections in November 1946 and proclaimed a republic. The New Year's speech in 1948 was read on the radio by Parhon himself, who was elected head of the Romanian People's Republic Presidential Forum which had replaced the constitutional monarchy.
3: The Romanian
6: people have now gained their freedom to choose the form of state most suited to its natural aspirations, a people's republic. The democratic regime instated after liberation from Hitler's invaders and their lackeys through the work, skill, and drive of the best sons of the people is now strengthened even more. No hurdle stands now in the way of the full development of our popular democracy to provide all who work with their arms or their minds in towns and villages the material and cultural well-being guaranteeing our country's sovereignty and independence. Now you may ask yourselves how Barcon had reached the highest positions in such a regime. The explanation may be found in his prior political activity. Before World War I, he had been a socialist, influenced by the ideas of Karl Marx, and had founded a small party, the Working Party, which would go on to merge with the Peasant Party in 1919, right after the war. However, after two years, in 1921, he had radicalized the and become a supporter of the Communist Party of Romania, a section of the Comintern. Romania's switching sides to join the anti-fascist coalition on August 23, 1944, was a major turn for Parhon. He became the president of the Romanian Association for Ties with the Soviet Union, and president of the ruling council of the People's Republic of Romania, alongside writer Mihail Sadovano and three other communist activists. Up until 1952, he formally held the position of head of state. From 1946 to 1961, he was continuously a deputy in the Assembly of Deputies and then in the Grand National Assembly, the Communist Parliament. In ideological recognition on the part of socialist countries, He was made a member of the Academies of Science of the USSR, Bulgaria, Hungary, and the Democratic Republic of Germany. He also held other administrative positions, such as director of the Institute of Endocrinology and the Geriatric Institute. He was decorated with the highest honor of the communist state, hero of socialist work, and the University of Bucharest was, at some point, named after him. Parhon died on August the 9th, 1969, at 94 years of age, and was buried in the Communist Pantheon in Carol Park. This has been The History Show.
1: Next, on Radio Romania International, Think Greener.
7: Welcome to Think Greener, with me, Eugen Nasta. The Romanian Ornithological Society for the Sixth Year Running has carried the counting of the white storks in Romania, specialists intend to compile an inventory for the stork nests as well as for the number of baby storks in a bid to protect Romania's population of storks. An application is being used for the counting of the white storks. With the details on that, here is the Romanian Ornithological Society's peer official, Andrea Oprah. We're speaking about an application. Actually, it is named There's the Stalk, just like that. A free-of-charge application by means of which people can give a hand to the counting of Romania's white storks. We all know the white stork is a protected species, and the first step we need to take to help it is to be able to know how many nesting pairs are there in Romania, as well as the number of baby storks. Anyone can help with the counting of the white stalks. They need to download the application, install it on their phone, and all they need to do next is that the moment they find themselves nearby a nest, they should go closer and open the GPS. This is something very important. We need to open the GPS on our phone in order to mark the location we're at. Then the application asks for a couple of data, very easy to activate to introduce. We ask how many birds are there, how many of them are adult, how many are baby birds. We should know adults have a red beak while the baby's beak is black. Then we are being asked about the support of the nest, whether it is on a pole, on a chimney, in a tree, if the nest is in danger somehow, so it is very easy. Also, we are being asked to take a picture of that. The picture is needed for my colleagues to check if all data have been correctly introduced. The optimum time frame to report the existence of storks' nests was between June the 10th and July the 10th, when baby storks are still unable to fly and easier to find in the nests. Yet data can also be sent after the aforementioned time frame. Some storks have returned earlier. Their babies are older and can fly already. The storks run the risk of electrocution, especially when they make their nests on power poles. For that particular reason, ornithologists signal that to power distribution entities so that they can intervene and place warning beacons or supports for the nests. However, the citizens' support is needed for the counting of birds. Here's the Romanian Ornithological Society's PR official, Andrea Opera, with details on that. The white stalk is a species human beings love very much. It is a species that, as we know, nests in localities close by human beings. There's the nest is a citizen science application, meaning that practically, we ask the people to be researchers of sorts and help us monitor, one year after the next, the species they love so much. We must add that, in Romania, there are two species of storks. We're speaking about the white stork we can see and which is closer to us. Yet there is also another species, the black stork. It is a species nesting in forests. It doesn't quite like the presence of humans. It is more bashful, but it is also very nice. It is blacker. Her belly is partially colored in white and also has fine streaks of green. You have me listening to Visit
3: Romania. Focus on Romania. Time now for heat of the day. We invite you to listen to What's Up and their hit ruins.
8: Singură noi, chiar eu tot aștept să vină, o și puțin mai senină, Iertare doar de noi, am săturare fân și bloc
1: You are listening to Radio Romania International.
5: Hi there, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with a new show in the Music Time series, bringing you new music at the English service of Radio Romania International. And if you've ever wondered what elves' music sounds like, I have just a thing for you today. singing ever since she was a child. She put out two records, but it was only with a third one, called The Japanese Tree and with the new stage name Elvin Bird, that she seems to have refined her songwriting skills and found her true voice. The album comprises ten songs, which go from indie folk, You said to me
4: One day that you it found some ladybirds and
5: then they were blue. To Americana and gospel blues. First writes about love. And he believes in God. He doesn't doubt what Bible says. Introducing smooth-flowing piano. or deep calming cello or accordion parts dream you, and, I dream. and taking us all the way to classical and even Asian music. Your touch,
9: your kind and love they are
8: enough to help
5: me grow i had a chat with Yulia over the phone to find out more about her music so Yulia, welcome to the show you're better known as elven bird why did you choose this stage name and what does it mean to you
9: First Hello, and thank you for having me. Well, this artist's name is a name I really like a lot. And Daniel, my husband, was the one who chose it for me. Mm -hmm. And he was inspired by uh, Tolkien's mythology. And Elven Bird means this very tiny and fragile and beautiful creature who sings her music and just wants to sing for herself and for those few people who just want to listen to her. And uh, I know this may sound a little bit... Stylish, but uh, it really suits me because I'm not a natural entertainer. I've never been one. <laughs>
5: and well, my next question was if you always <laughs> wanted to make a living out of music.
9: That's not a purpose. It's a privilege to have the chance actually to live and
8: uh, mm-hmm. having
9: concerts and earning money like that. But uh, there are lots of things that come along with being a musician and this part of promoting myself is quite strange to me, so <laughs> this is why I like the name because it's genuine and uh, this is me actually. Mm-hmm. And I also made peace with myself and I just um, accepted the fact that um, I'm not going to be famous in this life. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be a famous musician. Yeah, that's true. I am aware of the fact that I'll never have a giant or a massive audience. So this is the name about
5: your third album would you- Describe it as a natural development in your music or as a more radical shift from what you did before?
9: I don't call it quite radical. Sorry, there are a few similarities with my first one, but Mm -hmm. there's been a change and a great one. And actually this album, The Japanese Tree, reveals the most beautiful period of my life. And actually it starts with the moment I met Daniel, my husband. Mm -hmm. And you can hear Fragments from our conversations there included uh, our hopes and dreams and joys. And actually writing this album came quite naturally. I don't know, something I just had to say. And I mean, you can find there a more mature and um, happier Yulia.
5: <laughs> and how did it feel to finally have this album out in the world?
9: Somehow it was a relief. I've been working quite hard to make it happen, and I've been surrounded by very talented musicians, both in the recording studio and having them with me Mm -hmm. for the releasing concert. And there was uh, this story that I had to share. I'm just happy that, you know, from time to time there are people who write me and tell me, hey, I heard your music on the radio and, uh, you know, I love that part. There are not many, but there are these messages and these few people that make me move on, make me understand that it really doesn't matter in the end, you know, if you're extremely famous or not. As long as there are people in this world who do love and like your music, you don't have to stop. And that was a promise I made to myself before releasing this album and before choosing this new name. I will keep doing music no matter what. I will keep writing songs till I die. I don't have to make them public. <laughs> if I don't make them public, doesn't mean that I don't exist anymore. This is a song about a tree in the darkness.
4: This is a song about a boy and his sadness. Things didn't go well, something didn't feel right. All he could do was
1: wait while searching for the light.
5: You mentioned that you worked with very good musicians, and actually the title song, The Japanese Tree, is a duo with Dan Byron. Do you prefer working with other musicians, or do you prefer to do your own music in your own way? Well,
9: if you prefer writing your own songs, it's quite different from collaborating or featuring to other musicians. Well, for me, this is quite personal and very intimate experience, you know, writing your own music. I've never <laughs> did that with anyone. I just choose a place in the room. Actually, I have my own room in the house. It's like a retreat and I just go there and I sit at the piano or I take my guitar into my arms and I just play and, you uh, no, just write songs. This is the way I do it. Mm-hmm. But, of course, I do enjoy meeting people and playing with them. And uh, why not brainstorming for a song? Mm-hmm. But this never happens too often, but uh, we were only a few occasions. But to answer to your questions, yes, I do prefer to go away and just being with myself, because this is a way of expressing myself and just have to let out there what I feel. It's like um, a therapy mm-hmm. to me. It really is, because music till now kept me sane. That's why I'll never give up music.
5: (laughs) I know that the lyrics are a very important part of your songs. If I asked you to tell us your, let's say, your absolute favorite line in the entire album, (laughs) what would you pick?
8: Ah,
9: That's a sweet question. I have many, many lyrics that I do like because they truly mean something to me. And this entire album dedicated to Daniel. So I think I'll choose... The line from never letting go of your hand. And
4: I can see the marks on your hands, and all I ask for is to hold my hand.
8: And now we dream about it while we hold our hands. And we
5: are you working on anything at present? Well, at present, I'm a very busy mom. Congratulations.
9: Oh. Thank you. I have a six-month-old little baby boy. His name is Adam, and he completely changed our lives. And it's not easy.
5: Obviously. To be a
9: parent, but it's not difficult either. And I have to confess that I'm quite proud of myself (laughs) uh, till now. I mean, I never thought I could uh, be so patient. And I don't know, I just discovered new good things about myself. And I just love this little creature. God. And for the moment, I'm quite too busy, but I keep on listening to music every day and as much as I can. But as Adam grows a little bit, I mean, start on rocking, for example. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do want to make an album, a new album, and let's hope this is going to (laughs) happen sooner. Japanese tree came after almost seven years of Mm -hmm. popping, so it's quite long.
5: What would you like people to take away from your music?
9: My music talks about the beautiful, things in life it talks about children it talks about nature and somehow i'm just trying to make people a little bit more aware of the beauty that surrounds us and the mm-hmm. simple things that i know might sound a cliche maybe but it's true we don't need much to be happy
5: right mm-hmm. Let that was Elvin Bird on Music Time. I leave you with one last song from her album, The Japanese Tree. I'm Ana Maria Popescu. Thanks for listening.
4: And find a place where no one around but the blue sky and the white sea Just for one just for one for a while.
1: living romania this is bucharest radio romania international listeners letter
3: Hello, dear friends, and welcome to a new edition of Listener's Letterboxd with me, Daniel Beals, at the microphone. Hopefully, we are having the last days of summer here in this part of the world where the hot season has become hotter and hotter and the cold one is almost non-existent, as we are now having six months of autumn instead of the winter that many of us used to know with blizzard, snow and wintry days. The months of July and August were incredibly hot here in Romania, a country heavily affected by drought this year, as the season proved to be very scarce in rain. I mentioned in a previous edition of this mailbag programme that in traditional calendar, the month of July is known as Avon, and August this year was also another July, if you ask me, with very hot temperatures and plenty of muggy weather. Due to the global warming in the past 15 years or so, September has proved to be another summer month. The days aren't that hot, though, and the discomfort index doesn't go up this month like in July or August. But enough of the weather now. Let's have a look at some of the messages we have received from you, our listeners, in the past week. The first one to acknowledge in this programme comes from Siddhartha Bhattachary, of Kharagpur, West Bengal, India. Quoting from his letter. Date, August the 28th. Time, 5.30 hours to 6 hours UTC. Frequency, 17.760 kHz. weak signal today. Here I submit audio file of your broadcast. Hope it will be great help for you. Mr Bhattacharya also has two questions for us. Question 1. Do you celebrate Teachers' Day in your country? And question 2. Do you produce coconut in your country? Thank you very much indeed for the accurate reception report, Mr Bhattachary. As for the questions, we do celebrate teachers here as on October the 5th it is the International Teachers' Day and we do not grow coconut in our country. Not yet, but with the global warming and the rising temperatures, one day we will, undoubtedly. Some people are thinking here of cultivating oranges and bananas instead of apples and pears. Time now for another message. The next one comes from a faithful listener of ours from Alberta in Canada. His name is Richard Lemke and wrote the following, quote shortwave hobbyist since 1982, listener for 40 years now, shortwave excellence and enjoyment of the hobby. Canadian International DX Club, Canada's National Radio Club, founded in 1962, celebrating our 60th anniversary year. I am a proud member since 1984. Richard has sent in a couple of very accurate reception reports from which I am quoting details, Sunday show, hearing about archives, newspaper, director, all that jazz, George Enescu, 1987, in the spotlight, heard Jewish studies, Holocaust, Washington, D.C., Shane Dixon. Very accurate details in Richard's latest reception report, I might say, I noticed that he listened to one of the shows in our series, In the Spotlight. So needless to say that we have a QSL card on its way to Alberta in Canada. Now let's move on and say hello to another Indian listener of ours, as Radio Romania International boasts a good community of Indian listeners. We know that because we have constantly received lots and lots of letters from that part of the world. The next letter I am quoting from today comes from Jayanta Chakraborty of New Delhi. I am pleased to send another report to my favorite radio station, Radio Romania International. I listened to your English broadcast via short waves with good reception quality. I appreciate the style of presentation of the program. I will be thankful to have my report verified with a printed QSL card. I will also appreciate receiving some postcards and postage stamps of Romania for my personal collection. Here are the details of the report and my comments. Date August 28, 2022. Time 5.30 to 6 hours UTC. The frequency 1776 kHz. Quality of reception 43444. Language English. Brief details of the news program that I enjoyed listening. Radio Romania International reported on Ukraine's Zaporozhia nuclear power plant which is in occupation by Russian forces. While both Russia and Ukraine blamed each other, international experts have expressed concern of artillery fire causing a major disaster. As a precautionary measure, residents in the area have been advised to take pills for protection against possible radiation. In another report related to the Russia-Ukraine war, refugees continue to cross the Romanian border. Romanian border police have reported over 500,000 new immigrants to have entered Romania. Till date, some 2.1 million displaced persons have entered the country since two weeks prior to the start of the war in February, it is a Herculean humanitarian task for the Romanian government to manage this large influx of people. Radio Romania International reported on the crash of a light aircraft in northwestern Romania on August the 28th morning. One of the two passengers is in coma. Meanwhile, Bucharest court is investigating into another plane crash in a southern county in Romania which killed two persons. In sports news, Romania's women's polo team is to play with Greece at the European polo championships in Croatia. And in tennis, Romania's seventh seeded, Simona Halep, is to play against Ukraine's snigger in the U.S. Open women's singles. Radio Romania International has a significant community of listeners in Japan as well. One of its members is Mikio Koara who writes to us from Osaka, quoting from his letter. I have listened to your English broadcasting service for Japan, so I sent in a reception report for July. Broadcast was good to fair. Date, August the 27th. The frequency monitored was 9790 kHz. Sinpo, 54444. Good. News. Low and Euro value, economy worsens, Moldova celebrates 30 years of independence, European citizenship mechanism, education system, sports news, weekend topics, Ukraine president says, Crimea is our territory. Romanian political party policies, forest environmental protection policy, Song by male singer, I believe, World of Culture interview with an award-winning film director. Encyclopedia, scat songs, jazz songs, DX mailbag, introduction of letters and reception reports from listeners in the UK, USA, Slovakia, India. Music, Romanian folk music. The reception condition of English broadcasts for Japan is good. However, the second half was a little noisy. In Japan, the coronavirus, which is said to be the seventh wave is prevalent and nationwide, 20,300 million people are infected. This is because more people who have never been tested before are now being tested. If the number of infected people does not decrease quickly, it will be difficult to accept foreign tourists. I'd like to listen to Radio Romania International English programme from now on. Thank you for the service. Domo arigato gozaimasu Mikio for the accurate report of reception and we inform you that we have a QSL card on its way to the land of the rising sun. So wait for the mailman. Well, friends, this is all we have time for in this program. We thank all our listeners for taking time to listen to our programs and to send in reception reports. Until next time, from me, Daniel Biltz, it's goodbye and good listening. Listener's letterbox.
1: focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International, Simply Folk.
2: To end this broadcast, let's listen to Barbu Leutaru Orchestra and a traditional dance tune called Jamparale. <music>
0: With that our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC. On 15 320 and 17 670 kilohertz, we can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl@ri.ro. Goodbye.